the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The airing of this program by this station is not an endorsement or recommendation by the station of the products or services discussed in the program. The station does not guarantee the results of any investments made by a listener to this program. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. It's all I want. She's blonde, five foot two. It's all I need, yeah. And 102 pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. This is my America. Hump day. The airing of this program. Hump day. <laughs> it's hump day. Glad to have you guys here with me. Hump day following 4th of July, Independence Day. Who better to have with us the day after Independence Day than Fighting Meadows, the one and only financial thought doctor, Dave Elhoff. Hello, my dear friend. Hey, AK. How are you? Excellent. Yeah, Did you... Part. What? I had a phenomenal 4th of July, man. I had the best... Independence Day ever. I was treated to join a friend of mine who had her RV. Her and her husband had their RV up at this uh, Newport Beach, Newport RV and Marina. And I mean, it was RV, grass, sand and water. I mean, steps to the bay. Gator and I just floated and enjoyed the sunshine and hanging out with great Americans um, one dude, we've got a picture of one dude walking around with a picture of Joe Biden saying happy Halloween. <laughs> um, what did you, did you have a great fourth? Did you guys celebrate with family and any of the grandkids? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, we didn't have very many grandkids, but we're over at Sarah's son's house and uh, he had a bunch of house guests in and we had a good time. Well, Awesome. Um, I was just looking that, um, you know, the Biden administration has been going around bragging about their Bidenomics, right? Well, I did a little looky-poo. They're bragging about how the they've brought down inflation and how prices are going down. Well, you know, uh, <laughs> going down a little bit after you jacked them way high isn't exactly a win. Here's what I found in terms of 4th of July, that the cost of this year's 4th of July barbecue is the second highest ever. Because of inflation, even though a couple of items, even though, for example, the cost to feed a party of 10 totaled $67. I don't know what kind of generic, you know, hot dogs they yeah, right? 67 bucks. Say what? <laughs> for real. Yeah. Yeah. That's that can't be for real. That's one. That's that's a couple of uh, watermelons and everybody and no protein. Sixty seven dollars. They crazy. Um, it That's down from three percent from last year, which was 14 percent higher than the than the two years previously. Um, the typical they this survey was based upon 12 staple items in a cookout hamburger buns. Chopped beef. I don't know what chopped beef is. Is that hamburger? What is chopped beef? That's hamburger. That's hamburger. Potato salad, chicken breast, lemonade, pork chop. Who's eating pork chops on 4th of July? 
Ain't nobody eating pork chops. <laughs> Cheese, potato chips, ice cream, strawberries, and chocolate chip cookies. Um, this is, no. Um, your thoughts on this? Well, I don't know where they're shopping. Yeah. Listen, those goods and stuff like that. I don't think you could feed 10 people with $67. No. I go, (laughs) no, there's no way that you can feed 10 people with $57 on $67. There's absolutely no way. And these prices that they're including in here, two pounds of chicken breast is $8. No, one chicken breast is like $6. At my local Ralph's, I don't know where I don't know where I don't know where they're getting these numbers, um, but the, but however they're trying to manipulate the numbers and do Enron math, the average American knows they know how hard they're getting hit. They know that to try to drive anywhere yesterday was five dollars and twenty nine cents a gallon. That's what I paid when I filled up my tank. Are you kidding? Yeah, I filled up today three sixty nine. Really? Yeah. You, you come on my show and you rub that in my face tonight, my friend. <laughs> That's how we roll. That's how our friendship is. You come in and rub it a $2 cheaper a gallon per gas in my face. Oh, my God. Yeah. Fortunately, I only had to drive an hour. Um, unfortunately, my friends only had to drive an hour with their RV. And they've got, oh, a, they've yeah. got a great place to park it because who can be t- driving the RV across the country anymore? Yeah. There's people doing it, and, you know, they get five miles to a gallon. <laughs> oh. figure it out. You do the math. <laughs> well, we, we, uh, well uh, we, ate, we ate low budget yesterday. We did old school Americana. We had the chips. We had the hot dogs and the, and the you know, barbecue beans. Because when you're paying $5.29 a gallon to drive your RV, you can't afford to be whipping no filet mignon on a grill on the 4th well, of July. True. That's right. Plus, that's what the 4th of July is about. Those old staples, you know. Exactly. Hamburgers, hot dogs, chips, and dip. And and I brought my my old school uh, sausage and cheese balls because I never go to any event or any get-together. I never went to one growing up. I never went to a church fellowship. Never went over to anybody's house at a holiday where they did not have the sausage cheese balls. My friends here in SoCal call them my meat biscuits. Um, <laughs> but they are a hit anytime I go anywhere, summer, spring, winter, fall. Um, and to make matters worse, we're talking to financial thought doctor Dave Elhoff, aka Fighting Meadows. Um, so to add insult to injury, good thing you got out of here. Now the gas tax is increasing. It's going to beginning this month. It's another four cents a gallon. People are going to be paying. And before anybody starts thinking, oh, well, what's the big deal when you're already at five twenty nine a gallon? It matters. Well, that's exactly right. Plus, AK, one of our uh, friends here pointed out to me that in California, the crazy governor is uh, <laughs> the one that says no gas vehicles. And now they're having rolling blackouts, so don't <laughs> plug in your car. <laughs> ah, I shouldn't laugh, but you know what? If you've bought into all this climate change stuff and you've got yourself an EV-only car, I hope you have to dust off and, and patch up the wheels on your unused bicycle and have to hit the road, okay? That's what I wish for you because you're part of the problem, no offense. 
it doesn't matter what these Democrats do. They don't consider the unintended consequences. No, because they don't have to live under it. They through it. They don't think through the whole well, I don't, and I don't. I think you're even giving them a little too much credit uh, there, um, financial thought doctor Dave Elhoff. I think they are understanding down the road. It's one of the reasons why they're trying to push us into these um, centrally planned, uh, using this Russian guy to central, who's literally uh, trained to be a central planner out of Moscow, and trying to push people, trying to change our culture. We see this here in San Diego. They want to move us to metropolitan areas, everybody living in a two-bedroom high-rise where you don't have room to raise a family and having to ride your bike to work. That's really what they want. They'll never have to live under that. I mean, you know, Barack Obama's living in a, what, 20,000 square foot oceanfront estate in Martha's Vineyard. He ain't worried about the rising tides at the ocean, right? He ain't worried about the price of gas or his carbon footprint because the elites in these con- this is communism, and the elites never have to um, never have to live under the weight of. It. Speaking of the Northeast, did you hear? Are you an ice cream eater? Do you like the ice cream, Elhoff? Oh, sure, I do. Well, I'm not a big ice cream eater. It's not my jam. I'm a cakes person. I've told this story many times when I had my tonsils taken out. They offered me ice cream. I didn't want any. I wanted red beans and rice. I'm not an ice cream eater. But <laughs> that's a true story. Grandma had to grandma had to uh, had to bootleg me in some red beans and rice in the hospital. But so I'm not an ice cream eater anyway. But this Ben and Jerry's, yesterday they came out on the 4th of July and they started railing against Mount Rushmore and about how we celebrate on 4th of July the stealing of land and it needs to be returned to, to the to the indigenous people. And I'm thinking, do you not make your ice cream here in the United States of America? I don't eat Ben and Jerry's, by the way. <laughs> Good, because I just imagine that it tastes like camel, you know, pee and, you know, donkey dung. OK, <laughs> do they have a do they they're the ones with like the cherry Garcia, right? Do they have like the donkey dung flavor? Because that's what I think. That's what I think it is. Probably is. I'm a pralines and cream guy. You're a what? Pralines and cream. That was Mama's flavor. Mama liked her some uh, uh, pralines and cream and some butter pecan. That that was Mama's jam. No, not mine. Give me coffee. Coffee flavored all the time. Yeah. Um, But, you know, they need to be Bud Lighted. Bud Light, I don't know if you heard, Bud Light is having to close down a lot of manufacturing plants, uh, financial thought doctor, to the tune of 635 people approximately being laid off because they went woke with this Dylan Mulvaney person putting a dude dressed like breakfast at Tiffany's on a on a beer can doing a commercial. And the beer buying public, by and large, was like, no, nah, we ain't having it. Well, I think somebody needs to finally put a, you know, put do Bud. Somebody needs to Bud Light Ben and Jerry's, in my opinion. Absolutely. I agree with you. You know, but what's interesting about that Bud Light thing, Anheuser-Busch and that, yeah. they'll never admit that it was a mistake. But you know who took over one uh, the top sales for beer? What? Who took over top sales? Modelo. And Modelo owns Anheuser-Busch. Oh, <laughs> be careful what brand you buy because you just may you just may be in, ingesting some woke all right we're going to take a skinny tiny little break financial thought doctor is going to stay over whether he wants to or not 
and that because <laughs> this is my show, and he and he and he rubbed my nose in the price of gas. So he's going to stick with us. So don't go away. It's the Andrea K Show on the Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. Continuing our conversation with financial thought doctor Dave Elhoff. Um, talking about, uh, let's see, what did we talk about? We talked about the price of Fourth of July, how they were using ridiculous numbers. Uh, we talked about gas prices going up. Um, we talked about Ben and Jerry's uh, going woke. Um, this is a story about a, a business story that I think um, is relevant to you, financial thought doctor, because you, are, you know, I mean, you, you can't think money without thinking jobs and employment, right? And it's kind of related to Ben and Jerry. So I see this article today, um, CNBC, and CNBC is the business end of NBC. And here's this report. CNBC in this article, they're lamenting the fact, financial thought doctor, that they did a test. And today's kid, the way people find jobs today, a lot of it is done electronically, right? I mean, you upload your resume onto Indeed.com or or business site. A company is hiring and you, you upload your resume, right? And you have to be really careful because they scan these resumes and they look for, for reasons like to kick people out, right? Right. Well, there's uh, the article CNBC today is lamenting the fact um, that inclusivity shouldn't just be present in the workplace. It should be practiced during the hiring process. And so a study was done and business.com is reporting on it that 80 percent, supposedly over 80 percent of non-binary people, which are people that aren't sure whether they're a man or a woman. Um, I guess they don't have mirrors or can't look down. Um, believe oh. I d- <laughs> they believe that identifying as non-binary would hurt them in the job search. So this company did a little test and they sent out uh, resumes to businesses with using uh, the name Taylor Williams and using the pronouns they and them. And sure enough, when they sent out these phantom resumes, um, they got and they, they sent two sets of resumes out. One under the uh, identical resumes under the name of Taylor Williams. One used pronouns they them and the other one left pronouns off. The Taylor Williams who didn't use the they, the them got a whole lot more responses than the Taylor Williams that used the they, them. And of of course, because I used to hire people in my day, I don't want to, I don't want anybody who's messed up in the head, who's full of all this woke crap, trying to bring that woke crap into my company. But you don't have rights these days to hire who you want to have. It's just like that stupid uh, uh, program that the uh, Supreme Court shut down about getting into college. Mm-hmm. You know, you if you identify with a class, even though you don't have the credentials to do it, you're going to get in over someone that does. Well, thank God they shut that down. Yeah. Now, with these woke situations, and, you know, it's becoming more prevalent on TV. I saw articles about all the people who are bisexual, asexual, and all that in Hollywood. And that's what a lot of these people are looking at these Hollywoods. 
Angelina Jolie, mm-hmm. uh, and it goes on. The list goes on. Well, yeah. And you're comfortable with falling in love with whoever it is, whether it's male or female or whatever it is. And this whole transing and, thing movement is about recruiting people into trans, particularly children and young adults, because they're unhappy and, you know, um, they don't look like Angelina Jolie or whatever. So as a female, so they go, oh, well, I must be, you know, I'm just going to claim that I'm a man. El- that's the, uh, that's Hollywood actress Ellen Page, for example. Or you've got a guy who isn't exactly Brad Pitt and he goes, well, you know what, maybe, I, you know, I just, you know, relate more to women or whatever. Um, but you're right, because what's happening is, is, you, you know, when, when you're running a business and you're a private enterprise, you should be able to hire whoever you want and fire whoever you want whenever, because it's coming out of your own pocket. And you have a culture of your own business that you should have a right to protect. And this is the, this whole transgenderism movement is the Trojan horse to destroy us. And so this test was done because this is now, now the CNBC is pushing out this story because this is about how they're going to try to take over, you know, the business community. All anybody, all I ever cared about when I was hiring salespeople, when I was a sales manager and a region sales manager was who was going to be able to do the job. And let me tell you, who could get the most sales and make the most money for me? Because these are not nonprofit enterprises. And somebody who's doing this whole woke non-binary business is not anybody that I could ever certainly not when we were representing the public affairs office from the Department of Defense and working on base guidebooks and maps. I could not have put any of these people out on the street and had them go out and try to sell ads. So, you know, um, you know, we need to be and, and, and this is a story that business owners need to be aware of. This is coming to your door if it hasn't happened yet. And we need to begin pushing back against it. Do you agree? Absolutely. And the same thing, it, the same thing's happening in our military. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. The army put out, I don't know if you saw the army put out yesterday on July 4th, a video of some sergeant somewhere. I don't, I don't know what rank it was. And he was just near suicidal until he was allowed in the army to come out and be the proud female soldier. And I thought, this is how our army is. Pat, if Patton needs to get up out of the grave and go and slap somebody's face for this nonsense happening in Patton's army. If you're suicidal because you're a dude who thinks he's a woman, isn't that, wasn't that what the character on um, MASH Klinger, he was Section 8? This dude needed to be Section 8. <laughs> right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, it's insane. Listen, I'm almost out of time on segment two with you. Right. Uh, let's get back to some serious business. Um, we've covered everything from money to business. Tell everybody in a couple of minutes with everything going on in this world today, why they need to contact the financial thought doctor. Well, you need to have a conversation with someone that is pointing out to you that the traditional formula for financial planning does not take into account all the bleeding that's going to take place during our life. When I refer to bleeding, I'm referring to lost opportunity costs. I'm referring to all the things that are attacking your money. And most of the time, it's silent and deadly to you. And you need to be pointed out to what these are. Taxes, risks, regulation, mm-hmm. inflation, depreciation. All these factors are eating away at your money because the deck is stacked against you. Financial institutions, Wall Street, the government are 
putting strategies out to you that are they're trying to sell you that's good for you when in in the eventuality of everything it's going to spell out failure if right. you don't identify this today you need to have a conversation with me 619-548-0965 we need to do a live stream zoom meeting i can show you and demonstrate some of these concepts and strategies that will help you maximize your financial capabilities. Phone number one more time. 619-548-0965. Awesome. Thank you, my dear. Appreciate right. it. Take it All easy. Right. Take care. All yeah. right. Now. All right. We've got uh, a major... Fourth of July Independence Day win for all of us out in America from a court, a Trump appointee judge. And we're going to share that story with you after the break. The airing of this program by this station is not an endorsement or recommendation by the station of the products or services discussed in the program. The station does not guarantee the results of any investments made by a listener to this program. Andrea Kay, the donut queen of San Diego. It's the Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. So big win. I've, I've reported a while back that uh, the attorneys general for Missouri and Louisiana, which is Landry, by the way, I love whenever I see interviews with him because it just it's like a little slice of home getting to hear his Louisiana accent. Um, anyway, they had filed a they had filed lawsuits um, against the DHS, the FBI, the DOJ, and other agencies um, for specifically mentioning uh, the Department of Homeland Security and other federal agencies, in- including Anthony Fauci. It was Missouri versus Biden. And remember, Anthony Fauci did, I think, one or two days of depositions in which he said, I don't recall, up- upwards of 200 times. So um, so you've known that, that that lawsuit was happening, right? Well, evidently... Um, as it's been progressing through the process, and it, it, it has involved the Gateway Pundit, by the way, so you can go to the Gateway Pundit and get more information on the history and more details up up until the case so far. <clears throat> but what happened to, that led to the big announcement today over in the last couple of days is on Monday, March 6th, so the government filed a motion to dismiss the lawsuit. In order to hear, the, to hear that motion, one of the things that happened was the attorneys general filed on Monday, March 6th, a massive summary of the evidence to sway the judge to not dismiss the case. And it was hundreds of pages. It was 364 pages. And it was evidently so powerful that that's what led to this judge. And they and they filed not only don't dismiss the case, they wanted that they wanted they to they wanted the judge to deny the dismissal of the case. And what they asked for was that the judge order a preliminary injunction to stop the DHS and other federal agencies from continuing to collude with big tech to control the flow of information to us from everything related to elections to COVID and beyond. And evidently, this massive summary in response to the federal government's motion to dismiss was so powerful that the judge ruled, to, and he agreed to uh, the uh, injunction, 
And he said, uh, which which halts a number of federal agencies and officials from, quote, urging, encouraging, pressuring or inducing in any manner the removal, deletion, suppression or reduction of content containing protected free speech. It also restrains officials from, quote, threatening, pressuring or coercing social media companies in any manner to suppress what they deem disinformation protected as free speech. Judge Doty cited that there was, quote, substantial evidence of a censorship campaign from the Biden administration, claiming that the, quote, evidence produced such far depicts an almost dystopian scenario. He went on to say during the COVID-19 pandemic, a period perhaps best characterized by widespread doubt and uncertainty, the United States government seems to have assumed a role similar to the Orwellian Ministry of Truth. This was a massive win for the First Amendment. This judge went on to say the, um, no, A.G. Landry from Louisiana said the evidence in our case is shocking and offensive with several with senior federal officials deciding that they could dictate what Americans can and cannot say on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube and other platforms about COVID-19 elections, criticism of the governor and more. An anonymous White House official has responded and said this administration has promoted responsible actions to protect public health, safety and security when confronted by challenges like a deadly pandemic and foreign attacks on our elections. Uh, he went on to say, our consistent view remains that the social media platforms have a cr- critical responsibility to take account of the effect their platforms are having on the American people, but make independent choices about the information they prevent, uh, they present. This was a massive win. There was a couple exceptions. Doty uh, said uh, that the exceptions were informing social media companies of posts involving criminal activity and conspiracies, as well as notifying the companies of national security threats posed on their platforms. So this was absolutely a phenomenal win. A lot of reactions today, obviously, uh, by the left. Um, one of which really stuck out at me that I wanted to play for you guys because here is somebody on MSNBC saying the problem is that the FBI isn't policing social media aggressively enough. Skins, please play clip one. And MSNBC legal analyst Danny Savalas, a gentleman, there's a lot to unpack here. Uh, but Ryan, let me start with you. Just walk us through kind of the parameters of this injunction. Yeah, I mean, so it basically has some limits on what exactly the FBI, I think, most essentially is, is able to do. And I think that, you know, you have to take a step back and acknowledge what the reality is about how the FBI has been interacting with this. And just look at January 6th itself, for example, right? It's not as though the FBI has been going in and saying, hey, take down this post, hey, take down this post. That's what they're alleging, but there's just not a lot of evidence to support that. And basically, we've had a situation where some politicians are making any contact between social media companies and the FBI or law enforcement seem problematic in some way. And if you look at the reality, it's like the FBI is not very good at monitoring social media. Just look at what happened on January 6th. There are all of these warning signs, red flags going up all over the place. And they weren't prepared. They didn't do enough. They did not take proper precautions or instruct other law enforcement agencies to make proper precautions. So I think that that's the framework you have to remember that this is important to look by. I mean, this opinion, this 55, uh, 155 page opinion starts off with essentially a big if true comment. It says, "Okay, if these things are true, this is one of the biggest First Amendment abuses in American history. And. I suppose so, if it were true, but that's not necessarily where the facts are lining up with and how exactly, what exactly the evidence shows that uh, social media companies, how they were interacting with at least the FBI. Uh, Danny, I wonder.
<sighs> the guy w- w- was he hanging out with Hunter? Wh- why? Why was he speed talking? I mean, talk about the guy sounds like a meth addict. But let me break it down a little bit for you. First of all, just this is so much lies going in here. Look at what happened on January 6th. He says there were a lot of warning signs, red flags uh, all over the place, and the FBI wasn't prepared. That is such a lie. The FBI actually used social media to lure people. The FedNapping plot was full of social media, starting conversations with people. Working, there was more FBI agents at hotels with the Proud Boys and others than Proud Boy members. So that's a lie. When he talks about how the, FBI, the, 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 the politicians are trying to, you know, making any contact between social media companies and the FBI seem problematic in some way. 17% of Biden voters said they would not have voted for Joe Biden had they known about the Hunter Biden laptop story, which was suppressed by the FBI, who went to Facebook. Zuckerberg already admitted to it. Facebook came to them, just like Facebook went to Twitter and said, this story is full of Russian propaganda. It's Russian disinformation. So they they blocked. Facebook didn't block like Twitter did the New York Times, Miranda Devine's article, the laptop from hell. But Twitter blocked it. Twitter blocked it. Facebook just used their algorithm, uh, their algorithms just to suppress it. Nobody has alleged that the FBI went in there and took down Andrea's Facebook post. Do you see the way that they spin and they lie and gaslight the American people? He's acting as though, and by the way, this for the judge to say, if these allegations are true, this is dystopian. It's because he's basing this ruling on a summary. They, there has not been at this point all the evidence presented to this judge. They're relying on... This is why people need to need to take responsibility for the information that they themselves have and stop relying on any media outlet, whether it's me or anybody else. Get educated, read, read many, many multiple sources on information. It's just astounding to me, the Americans that rely on and it's because they, they have an emotion and a visceral emotion to somebody like Trump. And so they just they just want it reinforced. Here the left loves to use terms like unconscious bias, yet they feed it all day long with, with, with spewing lies. Like that like that Trump's a racist when he was given the NAACP award in New York. There's never been an allegation like, oh, Trump's biz- Trump's a misogynist when he hired more women to run his companies. It was one of the first. To put women in senior positions in his in his in, in his companies, we know that, and it's been admitted to. Jen Psaki, I think, even said yesterday, "Well, of course the FBI is is, is talking to social media companies. Of course that they are." It's astounding to me that the fifty-one intelligence community of officials used their credentials of their their being uh, their security clearances to put forth lies that the Hunter Biden laptop was Russian disinformation. They shouldn't have their security clearances. Now Twitter and, and Facebook allowed them to, to post their opinions, but others can't. Stay tuned, more Andrea K show coming up. AK, Dynamite in a Dress, or just Andrea K. Whatever you call her, 
Don't call her fake news. It's the Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. So we had another shooting. There was a shooting, a uh, mass shooting that... Uh, on uh, Juneteenth, we had a we had another mass shooting uh, in Baltimore uh, last weekend, I think it was, and then we had a, a mass shooting in Philly that was Monday night, and it five people. I think in Baltimore it was thirty people shot and two people dead. Here in Philly on Monday evening, five people died and and. Um, Injuring two children in, um, I can guessing neighborhood. They apprehended the male suspect who was wearing a ballistics vest. The male suspect goes by the name of Kim Brady Watson Carricker, who is a 40 year old transgender. Uh, Carricker was seen posting in support of Black Lives Matter and follows the BLM Facebook page and it posted a lot of pictures of himself dressed as a woman also uh, posted a facebook story titled how do you know if an evil spirit is following you as well as one titled philly anti-violence grant program shows promising results despite some hiccups new evaluation shows uh character also made multiple posts showcasing guns and shooting including sharing one post showing children shooting as well as one of a person holding a fent i don't know what a fentlock pistol is with the text Wherefore out there out art thou opposition, so I may slide upon thine block and runneth down on these. This person was a quite twisted and mentally ill individual. Of course, the left is going to spin this, that the problem is you evil Republicans. Uh, here is the Philly District Attorney Krasner, um, who somehow thinks that Republicans wearing AR-15 pins are to blame. Is that what this person said? Clip two. Pennsylvania's gun regulation is crap. It is crap. If you go to New Jersey, if you go to other states nearby, you go to Delaware, these states are safer and they are states that have more reasonable gun regulation. It is time for a bunch of legislators who wear AR-15 lapel pins. It's time for them to quit or to get voted out. Okay, is he talking about Baltimore being so much safer, Delaware? Did we not just play the clip of the mayor of Baltimore, a young African-American dude who very cleverly decided that the gun control laws aren't a problem? This guy says they're crap and look at Baltimore. Everything's so great there. Baltimore mayor just a few days ago was saying the, the gun law crime, crimes are gun laws. Gun control laws aren't the problem. The problem is Virginia, Texas, and these other states bring in their, their, their guns into our state and getting into the hands of the bad guys. So which is it? I'm confused, Skins. But, but at the end of the day, they, they blame Republican lawmakers for it. It's the pins. It's the AR-15 pins. Have you seen any, any pictures of any lawmakers wearing AR-15 pins, Skins? I've seen them wear flag pins. They're gonna, no, they're, flag pins are pretty common. I've never, I've never even heard of a, of those, uh, you know, pins before. I guess the pins are, are the pins loaded. <laughs> pew pew pew. Got to ban those pins. <laughs> I just can't. I mean, let's have some more laughs at the lefties' expense. Okay, so they're so mad 
at last week's Supreme Court decisions, particularly the one of the First Amendment that said that the website designer had the right to not be forced to use language in the course of creating a website that conflicted with religious beliefs. Well, the lefties are going to show us, right? They've decided that they're just going to put signs up on their businesses um, they say that they refuse service to conservatives, notably Trump supporters. Uh, CBS reported that Michael Imperioli, who was from The Soprano Show, I mean, has he done? He was he was the one that it was his girlfriend was Adrian, right? Am, do I have that right? Um, I I got off The Sopranos because they never wrapped up their storylines. I thought it was such an overrated series. And who has seen this guy since? Right? Um, he says. I've decided to forbid bigots and homophobes from watching The Sopranos, The White Lotus, Goodfellas, or any movie or TV show I've been in. I didn't know you were in Goodfellas, and I haven't watched The White Lotus. Uh, Thank you, Supreme Court, for allowing me to discriminate and exclude those who I don't agree with and am opposed to. Okay, um, how are you going to do that, Michael Imperioli? How are you going to stop me from watching The White Lotus, even though I have no plan to watch it and I have no plan to watch any of the Sopranos episodes again? But if I wanted to, how are you going to stop me from doing so? I'm I'm confused. It must be some uh, he's got he's obviously thought this through. Yeah. I mean, are you going to show up at my door and like snatch the remote out of my hand? I don't understand. How you're going to accomplish this. I know The Sopranos has been lauded as a landmark program by whom? Um, I, I I don't know. So some left leaning left leaning, uh, you know, my slip is showing. Some left leaning shop owners um have started posting signs at assorted venues, informing conservatives, Trump supporters, and beyond that they're persona non grata. They can take their business elsewhere. Um, Twitter has some examples. Um. I, you know, but the responses are absolutely spot on from reserve, from conservatives like um, I accept these terms. It's better than unknowingly filling the pockets of business owners who are closeted leftists. The transparency is appreciated. Great. Thank you. Yes. Please do tell me that you don't want my business. <laughs> this is the free market system at work. Let's all do this. I love this. Thank you, lefties, for finally getting the point that we should not be forced to. No business owner should be forced to do business. Put your sign up telling me you don't want my business. Because you know what? In fact, Public Square should be capitalizing on this. They started here in San Diego. They are the website that shows patriot businesses that are, you know, conservative. Let's all go to Public Square or find or however you want to go and find a conservative business. That's who you should go to. If there are cake bakers and website designers who will only have customers that are LBGTQ, put it out there. Say, we are only going to bake cakes. For LBGT people, we're only going to bake cakes that are specific to transgenderism. Great. Do that. I want to know who you are. And I'll make sure that my conservative peeps or whatever don't want to go there and, 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 and get you to bake a cake for them. Somebody put, this is what people used to call cutting off your nose to spite your face. Yes, let's, you know, you lefty people, be careful. Be careful here because you know what? You just may find yourself out of business. In fact, Hamus said, that's the most imaginative going, that's the most imaginative going out of business sign I've ever seen. Yeah. (laughs) It's kind of what Bud Light did, but in a different, different way. Instead of Bud Light saying, hey, 
you you America men out there that have been buying our beer all these years ago uh, for for all these years we don't want your business isn't that pretty much what they did when they put Diva Mulvaney in an ad with them all right go ahead somebody said I agree Sparrow said I agree if someone doesn't want my business I'll just go elsewhere I don't want to do business with someone who hates me okay great problem solved America, finally, the lefties finally embracing the free market capitalist situation. What a victory. What a victory for this country. Um, Hillary is back out there trying to stay relevant. Here's what uh, old lady Hill had to say about Trump. Clip nine. Look, if Trump wins, which I do not believe will happen. Let me Mm -hmm. just quickly say that. Mm -hmm. If in some scenario that were to happen... Um, it would be the end of democracy in the United States. It would be the end of Ukraine. It would become a, you know, we, he will pull us out of NATO if he wins again. Uh, just like he pulled us out of the Iran deal, he pulled us out of the Paris Accords, he will pull us out of NATO. Okay, thank you, Hillary, for reminding the voters he pulled us out of the Paris Accords and he pulled us out of, out of the crappy Iranian deal. Good things. Yeah. You failed to mention that he got the members of NATO to pony up the money instead of it all being borne off our backs. Oh, it'll be the end of democracy. She's just still so bitter. So, oh. hell hath no fury like a woman scorned. And she was scorned by the voters in 2016. Hillary, thank you for the reminders of why you were coughed up like a cat coughing up a fur ball by the voters in 2016. We'll see you tomorrow on Friday Eve. Follow me on all the socials, 844-814-5227, our 24-hour hotline. Peace out. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here. Here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never before seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. Salemnow.com.